0: Okay, welcome everyone to, back to the Life Is Sweet podcast. Uh, we finally dragged Jill out of uh, her uh, hermit crab hidey hole <laughs> My <cocoon>. hibernation hibernation <laughs> cocoon. Yeah, she's been in for the last uh, two months. Okay, uh, she's been in the cocoon for the last two months. She doesn't know what's what's going on. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Ukraine Russia war. No. We're going to talk about the Freedom Convoy. No. <laughs> We're going to talk about. Uh, How the pandemic's still happening. I
1: still go to work. (laughs) So I do know what's up. I just had a nap. I just had a nice little nap.
0: (laughs) You had a nice two-month little nap, and I was left to my own devices to fill time and contact and and talk to myself.
1: He would Uh, not have survived that.
0: (laughs) No. I'm... Just happy that I don't have to make long, rambling, incoherent uh, political podcasts anymore. <laughs>
1: I'm back. <laughs> that was
0: bad. <laughs> that was horrible. I didn't enjoy it, and I don't think anybody else did. So let's not let's let's keep me from doing those.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, from here on it. Yeah. As soon as the snow starts melting, there'll be lots to do. So we'll keep you busy <laughs> in the next little while. Um, I hear it's it is warmer today, so. I don't know, but I'm still, like, I see the, like, zero on the forecast, but I don't quite believe it yet. I don't know. I just, it's like, I'm still in a, like, believe it when I see Because it says tomorrow it's going to be two degrees. Uh, yeah, so... I mean... Oh, and rain? Yo. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very... I just feel like I'm coming out of hibernation because I haven't had my, like, usual garden mania from, like, January to now. Um, I've done some things. Like, I ordered my dye plant seeds, and we talked about that, but I haven't, like... I haven't gotten, like, garden fever yet. Um, and I'm starting... A project where I'm going to be growing plants with the kids. Um, we'll plant a few this week, but most of them like after spring break because I don't want to uh, leave like eight trays of plants over the over the spring break. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm tr- I'm almost trying to like force the garden vibes <laughs> a little bit <laughs> as I come out of hibernation. Um, do was- you
0: want to do gardens this year
1: yeah i do I are don't you a wanna...
0: gardening person now do you think it is taken have you done gardening yeah. for enough years now that it's like you are a,
1: a i would not do it um and i want to do i'm i've set myself up this year for like um like a lower sort of like a simpler garden here at home like you're gonna take over the city plot and do more of like the veggies and the whatnots um, there. I did plant um, like our big box in the back. I planted most of that with garlic, and then I'm gonna interplant like root crops and smaller things in there. And I'll probably still do like a zucchini. Like I just want to do like the the nibbling vegetables in the back, like some lettuces and uh, a zucchini and. Maybe some cucumbers or something. What's um, your
0: favorite nibbling vegetable?
1: Peas. Um, I really like to just go out and grab a couple pods of peas. Um Radishes. Yeah, rad. No radishes. Yeah, radishes and peas definitely. Um, those are and then I just I love growing carrots. I love the smell of carrots when they come out. So yeah, I don't know. Of course, I always like overdo it, but I'm also hoping to grow a bunch of dye plants here at home. So I'm hoping to put five
0: five eighteen into the podcast. First mention of. Uh- uh, natural dying.
1: Whatever, whatever. Um, I want to build more garden boxes in the front and just kind of like, I don't want to deal like I don't think we should deal with the lawn or in the front. I should we should just go go hard with the garden boxes and just cover up the turf or take out the turf and just go a whole hog. But so I'm getting a little more in the garden spirit. Um, Gardener's World is back.
0: You're watching Monty Don. I can hear Monty his voice Don. From, Monty Don, Don is bedroom. back.
1: Yes. Uh, so that is very helpful for the garden vibes. Um, of course, it is, like, very much spring in England. Usually, like, the first month of uh, of Gardener's World, like, you're just a spectator. Um, and then you don't it, – it's kind of funny, it, it, like, the gardening season starts to sort of, like, just align after that. Like, once you kind of get past spring break – um it's like spring happens very quickly here and you catch up with whatever they're doing in gardening in England um it's just more of that their season is extended rather than it like is completely out of sync with ours and and that they can like they can just do a little more during the winter because the mild the winters are milder um so yeah and I've been um collecting some things to use for the garden program at work um ordered a few seed trays and, and seeds, um, rounded up all my seeds, Have had more than I expected, uh, which is always good. Um, I'm going to take it all to school. I do a thing at um, the school. I did it last year and everyone liked it, where I take all the seeds that I have and I sort them on a bulletin board in my classroom. <laughs> And I kind of I kind of organize them by, uh, like, when you plant them. Um, and the kids just love staring at it. Uh, they're just sort of mesmerized by it. So I'm going to do that. Uh, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm not, like, fully in the garden fever, but it's coming.
0: Are you in the uh, anything fever? Winter fever? Spring fever?
1: <laughs> no. You don't
0: have a fever.
1: No. No, it's good. I, should, I don't need to now. Um, no, just coming out of the, coming out of the winter hibernation phase, Um, hoping to be a little more active (laughs) now that it's warmer this week. We'll see.
0: Have you been very active in the last month or
1: two? No. (laughs) What have you
0: been doing? (laughs) Oh, wait, you were saying? Yeah. (laughs) Hibernating. I do think there's something to be said for hibernating, actually. Like in Winnipeg in January and February, I think... If we lived in a civilized society, everyone would just have a free pass to do nothing for two months.
1: I've been working, but I haven't been ultra, ultra active. Um, Just trying to do yoga once in a while and work. (laughs) Not very exciting.
0: Well, that's what we're all, that's what we're all doing. It shouldn't be, the depths of winter shouldn't be exciting. Like there's, there should be active periods and fallow periods. Yeah physically and psychologically spiritually that's but how these things go
1: there'll be lots like we've got lots of projects and things coming up on the horizon like we're what's the it's it's once the weather gets warm um and we have like the space in the back reclaimed a little bit more um of course we want to there's like we wanna put floors down in our in our house, so there's lots of rearranging and spring purging that will happen and garden stuff.
0: We don't currently have any floors in the house. We're furniture is just suspended from wires. <laughs>
1: um no, we have uh we have hardwood and in the living room. It's not like super fancy, nice hardwood, it's pretty worn out. And then um the kitchen is like a subfloor with Linoleum tiles from the dollar store are glued to it, basically, half of which have come up or been taken up. Um, and uh, unfortunately, the subfloor, which. Originally, we we're thinking, well, we would just paint it, but, um, there was, uh, more walls in this house originally, so there are gaps that are just filled with, uh, whatever, it's a mess, um, we're gonna even out the floors and just lay down some laminate or something, and just, uh, just get a, a continuous floor, like, they turned it into an open plan space as much as that's possible in a tiny house, um, without really addressing the floors properly. Um, so the height difference still makes it feel like it's two different rooms. Um, I think once we get the floor even throughout the, the sort of middle space between the, the kitchen and the living room might feel a little more usable when there isn't like a, a ridge running in between it, but... We kind of just hope to at some point have like a real table (laughs) where we could eat at instead of the, the coffee table where we currently eat. That's the goal.
0: You mean other people eat at real tables? I've heard this. Not my
1: family growing up, but I've seen it on TV. People have tables that they eat at.
0: I've been to other people's houses and they. Your family had a table. They have tables.
1: Your family.
0: Yeah, I grew up in a. My family was a table family. We
1: briefly had a table um, in one house that we rented and. We ate there. Um, we only lived in that house for a year. And then we moved to the house. My parents now have a table. They don't eat at it. like that's, It's like if company is over, they eat at that the table that they bought. But we didn't have that growing up. The living room was set up much, I don't know, it's been in a bunch of different configurations. It's a really weird L shape. It's an awkward L shape. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I grew up sit, eating at a coffee table. But like for us, it's just, it would be nice to have like, we just don't have um, an open space to play board games as we discovered when we wanted to host friends have playing board games and realized we had no space big enough for the board game. <laughs>
0: We have no space at all, really. Yeah. We have s- space for our stuff, and we have space for ourselves to move amongst our stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's about it. We can have two or three other people in yeah. this house, provided that they're sitting down. Yeah. And they're not, not everyone's moving around <laughs> all yeah. at once.
1: It's very overwhelming when there's like more than one or two people moving around in this house. Um, I mean, we really don't have people over in the winter for that reason. It's just too small. But in the summer, um, uh, John, we did our backyard. It's much more visitor friendly. We've got a nice little fire pit. Um, so it'll, it' looking forward to being able to like have people over outside. Um, again, once it kind of warms up and the gigantic mountains of snow melt.
0: Yeah, you should see all the snow that we have in Winnipeg right now. It's probably about two
1: meters high in our backyard. Like, that we've shoveled up to. Uh,
0: for people not from Winnipeg, you all, everyone knows that Winnipeg is cold the coldest place on earth earth the worst place to ever be at any time <laughs> um but we in the winter uh we don't usually get that much snow actually it's not like i we think the great around the great do, lakes but this gets is more the snow end. the east coast gets more yeah. snow than than us generally but this is an a massive a monstrous amount of snow like uh we have snow drifts I won't say it's over my head, but like it's yeah. uh pretty pretty close. <laughs> I think
1: it's I think it's in like I think now it's in like the top three or five years for snowfall. Um I think it's just behind like the ninety-seven ninety-eight amount, which was before the flood. And um yeah, so it's it's up there for highest years of um of snowfall. So it'll just be we'll be in the in probably just after a couple years of drought watching the basement trying to like shovel snow away from the house uh (laughs) as it melts (laughs) as much as possible um trying to get the rain barrel set up in a position to catch some of the water um i've actually been thinking about maybe getting a second rain barrel uh we have them like our school sells them as a as a fundraiser and we have some in the basement um just because it's like oh wow there's gonna be so much much uh water just from the roof and just the snow melt um but yeah it's 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 gonna be mucky uh pretty soon they haven't released the flood forecast uh for the city yet
0: for anyone not familiar with winnipeg it's also located in a floodplain. yeah uh, the red river floods Fairly regularly, Uh, and 97 that Jill referred to was- uh, The big one. Referred to as the flood of the century. Yeah, Uh, the last big one. That was a gigantic one.
1: Yeah. Um, Our neighborhood, the banks are fairly high. Um, Our neighborhood is not flooded since 1950 before they built the floodway to protect the city. Um, John, in 97, lived outside of the floodway.
0: The floodway is a a giant (laughs) ditch that they dug around the city to divert the Red River so that the city of Winnipeg wouldn't get flooded anymore.
1: Yeah. Um, but John lived outside in one of the sacrifice zones uh, as a teenager and uh, was was commandeered from high school into sandbagging.
0: Yeah, a bunch of uh, sandbagging cadres, the uh, Canadian... Army was stationed in my high school so like school was canceled for a few weeks while the army was living in our school gym and helicopters were taking off and landing from our like soccer field <laughs> and uh the t- and uh, the town had to build like a makeshift earthen dike around the town yeah uh, it was just on the edge of of the floodwaters but yeah. many other uh but other another town south of ours right on the the Red River St. Agath, was completely inundated by floodwaters that was yeah. overland flooding actually yeah uh it was really it was really wild look up uh look up the red river flood of the century. I remember if you it want. being
1: on the news that's my because I lived in Saskatchewan so I just remember seeing it on the news and seeing the army and everything and all the images but yeah like, it's people the were river-
0: driving around and you could yeah. like yeah boating through farmers oh, fields sure. boating from town to town yeah i remember um, seeing that on the news canoeing around it was Pretty, pretty wild.
1: Um, Yeah, it's been, the river has been high since, I, I mean, I've lived here with John for about 10 years now. Um, There's been years where the river is is up over its banks. I would say like most springs, other than the last two springs, the river has been up over its banks in the spring. The last two, when we were in drought, uh, were sort of the first two when the river wasn't up like that. Um, but uh, it even froze up that high a couple years ago. It froze so high that the the trees up up on the riverbank had like rings of ice around them, and there was these gigantic ice shelves from when the river rose up high, and then the water level fell, and then the ice fell in, and it was just a big ice like jagged ice shelf mess uh there's no there's no river path that year you could that was pretty cool for a while that was quite
0: surreal like a jagged ice maze
1: yeah so like all the trees had these like yeah little ice rings around them and it was very it was just icy near the river um so i've like i remember going for walks down in like churchill park and seeing like just ducks Hanging out, um, in the like by the walking paths and everything. So it'll be interesting to see how high it gets <clears throat> this year. Uh, just because we've been, it's been so low the last few years. It froze very low. Um, the lowest I've ever seen it. And, um, I think the, uh, the flood forecast for like the border where the river comes from North Dakota here is like moderate to severe, but they haven't, um, they haven't released the flood forecast for the city yet. So...
0: Waiting with bated breath.
1: We'll see. Um, I think there's, lo- there's a lot of snow here in the city. There's not as much... The snow coverage is really uneven on the countryside. Like, there's less in the south where there's been higher winds. Um, there's lots, like, when you go out into the White Shell or into other parts where we've been. There's sap in the background at at of the, the
0: when I was out at the farm a couple days ago, the guys had plowed through their snowbank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their snowbank that covered the entire driveway. We've had a seri- a couple blizzards lately. And uh, the walls of the ice hallway that they carved through the snowbank in the driveway were over the top of the car. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. was, like, one, Pretty big. one car wide. Yeah, so, so it's
1: just, it's there's a I've lot of I've never seen that before. Yeah, put it that way. there's a lot of snow. I remember there being, like... I don't know, like, I always remember there being quite a lot of snow as a kid in Saskatchewan. It would have been very weird to not have a lot of snow um, there. Like, we always had giant snow piles to play on, and um, I don't know, we always had we always had lots of snow every year. Um, like, the, the lower snow years in the last few years here have felt more abnormal to me than having a lot of snow. It's actually been almost like a relief to have a lot of snow. Um, well, especially because we've been in drought, um, and you know, we're an agricultural province, but also things like um, Lake Winnipeg. I think as of last before freeze-up um, was at its lowest sort of volume that it can be for hydropower to function uh, in the pat, and for it to be able to to function um, or to run the hydro plants um, that depend on the lake levels. So um, there's a lot of infrastructure in Manitoba that's really dependent on there being Water flowing through the province at a certain rate. Um, and if you live in, in Manitoba, especially if you live west, and you've driven or seen the Assiniboine in the last few years, um in some places you're seeing mostly riverbed rather than river um the Assiniboine has been crazy low um even though it was in flood of the century mode about uh, 10 or 12 years ago they kind of had three big floods in a in a in a row um but, yeah, the sim point itself's been super low, so I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. I don't know what the balance. I, I'm not. I don't know enough to know if. Um, I think it depends on the how how warm it gets, how quickly in the spring. I'm not an expert, but
0: the next podcast episode might be a flood report. <laughs> we might be. Uh, we might be podcasting from a canoe. Mm-mm. No, we won't.
1: We can't afford a canoe. We won't be podcasting. <laughs> Uh, my parents raft. might
0: no my parents are far enough away well
1: we'll be fine we'll we'll be fine <laughs> um no this yeah this this neighborhood uh we're up f- reasonably high i think uh
0: no we're very close to the river but the flood wave protects us yeah oh man <laughs> the uh those Grandview folks are gonna get it again just like they did 97 a lot of
1: people with real big houses near the river are gonna have some trouble
0: gonna have to draft uh, draft the, the province wide uh, sandbagging army of I- elementary school children to protect the McMansions. <laughs>
1: they did that but not with children. they um, when I the first year I moved here it was like a flood year and they were you could sign up for sandbagging duty. And I did, because I didn't know anyone, so I was like, oh That's how you're
0: going to meet friends. That's how you meet friends in, in uh, Manitoba in <laughs> yeah, spring.
1: I just was like, well, I've never sandbagged. I don't know. Like, it doesn't... We get overland flooding where I live. There's no, like, river or anything nearby. Um, But, uh, so I went. <laughs> they deployed us to, like... <laughs> sandbag rich people's houses and i was like this is not what i signed up for
0: well poor people don't have houses so you're not going to be sandbagging those well
1: they do they're just not on the river um so yeah i was just like i was like can't these people afford to like why didn't they build flood protection like these people just left it open um so i only did it for one day i was like i'm not coming back to these rich people's houses to sandbag
0: Yeah, or, I mean, obviously, no. Even if poor people had houses by the river, you would most likely be sandbagging those last, I would imagine.
1: Um, I think there was, like, other places. Like, I I just got deployed to somewhere in the south end. If you'd been deployed, like, there's houses in, like, Point Douglas, and and they were sandbagging in in Point Douglas and other places along along, um, the northern parts of the river that uh, were, like... I think I might have been... I might have been near a community center too. I can't remember, but yeah, I was kind of like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It was, I guess, interesting to do uh, just to have that experience. But I was after that, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I would sandbag in my neighborhood, but I don't think there's anywhere that needs it in our neighborhood. Everyone's up. Everyone's up pretty high, housing wise.
0: Yeah, no one's not right. Close to the river,
1: were and the way it's kind of, of the... built is like Churchill. Churchill Avenue is kind of elevated up above as well, so it's kind of like another barrier as well. Like it's Churchill Avenue is higher than the park.
0: Yeah, well, you have the park down by the river, and then you have Churchill Avenue that's like on the next rise up. Yeah, so we're not right in like the first floodplain yeah. level. That's the park. That was smart, and it's all con- it's all controlled by the floodway like yeah. that is if the floodway didn't exist then we would be flooding yeah like every third oh, this or, neighborhood would year have or been whatever flooded
1: in 97 if there was no floodway for sure
0: yeah like no this house was this house was underwater in yeah. 1950 in
1: 1950 this house would have been like halfway the water would have been halfway up it oh yeah um no doubt about that yeah well, I don't know. Garden okay. vibes, flood vibes. I don't know if I really have any other vibes. Birds.
0: Talk about God. talk about the birds. What birds? You saw birds since the last time.
1: Did I not talk about the great gray owls in the last No,
0: one? we hadn't seen the great gray owls yet.
1: Oh. Well, we've seen some birds. Um... John took us up to Pinawa. This is a couple. This is like last month. I guess it's been a while. Um, we went and looking for great gray owls, which we've done a few times. Um, if you go up to Pinawa, there is a uh, it's sort of like a dedicated great gray owl um zone. Um, great greys are not as adaptable as uh great horned or barred owls. They're a little more choosy about where they live. Um, They tend to prefer older growth forests. Um, And so they've got more specific habitats, especially in the more like boreal parts of the province. Uh, But we got really lucky. Uh, We saw four, three, three owls on power poles on the highway. Um, If you hear skittering in the background, it's the cat uh, skittering around. I don't know, something that he found. Um, but yeah, three great greys. They were on power poles. They were in hunting mode, um, doing their, their radar ear triangulation, trying to hear creatures under the snow. Um, we saw one owl in town, um... So that was pretty special. I'd never seen a great gray before. Um, and uh, last time we went up to Pinawad recently, we didn't see any great grays, uh, but we did see um, a great horned owl um, it was, that was on the way home. It was up on a power pole um, hunting. You, They are they're night hunters. Great grays are a little easier to spot if you can find them because they hunt during the day like the snowy. Um, but the great horns are out at night, so they're more elusive. But... Yeah, so we've seen... Mostly owls. Haven't really seen any other exciting type of birds yet.
0: It's going to happen. It's been a good winter mm-hmm. for owls. Yeah. But the migration... Big owl is year. Probably, if we went out, we might be able to people see some more... People are
1: starting m- to see a few. Um, like on the birding, on the birding Facebook. There's if People are starting to spot a few things that are making their way up. I suspect... Um, with this warm stretch that's coming, uh, if we start checking down by the river and if we went out to Oak Hammock or places like that, we'd probably see some, I haven't heard any, I don't think anyone's really seen there's no geese yet i think one has landed at fort white a super early goose he's um, the scout the scout goose has has landed but there's no flocks of geese coming up uh they're it's too cold they haven't uh but i'm sure once once we the don't warm- need them
0: actually like they can stay down there <laughs> they for can stay away for one year at least one year at least like just they
1: might no have, there's no stopping like them it. there's no stopping them so there's i so think many. what's like a warm core corridor warm uh once the uh the cold alberta clippers stop blowing across then they'll they'll pop up um and it'll be time but the birds are more active today it's warmer out so we just saw just the general sparrows and the peeps that that live here all year but they're just they're around a little bit more um but uh it's probably been a pretty tough year i think for all the the wildlife especially like the deer tough.
0: ridiculously cold even, yeah even and by winnipeg deep uh, snow is levers.
1: tough if you're if you're something like a deer um it's probably easier for the little burrowing animals and uh and the birds um but uh if you depend on on finding forage near the ground Um, and wading through (laughs) three feet of snow. Um, It's been a tough season, I think, for the deer. But yeah, so I don't know. No no owls, very cool. No other exciting bird news. Um, This time last year, we saw 11 bald eagles. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess it would have been a, a, f- a few weeks from now, but over spring break, there's no snow Um, by this point last year. It had all melted. It had been melted for a while, which was too early. So it's kind mm-hmm. of good to still see the snow here. But
0: I'm, It hasn't even started melting No,
1: yet. barely. Uh, So I'm actually kind of... It's getting just, it's getting ridiculous to drive around the city. Um, that's part of what I'm looking forward to is like being able to pull out of somewhere and actually see oncoming traffic, um, which is getting a little difficult in some spots now, like in, at work. Um <clears throat> the the way that the city sucks at clearing is they've been leaving these gigantic hills right at the entrances to intersections or exits or whatever and so the exit to the <clears throat> parking lot that goes right on to grant from where i work um <clears throat> you can't see oncoming traffic you kind of just have to like creep out and do a hail mary um so, I'm looking forward to not dying uh, or not. I don't know, hoping that I not that I don't die <laughs> when I pull out. but um, yeah, I don't know. that's kind of it for for
0: any uh, off the top of your head, good uh, music movies books.
1: I've been, like, really... I don't know. I haven't been reading a lot. It's part of the hibernation. Um, No, I don't know. Nothing that I really feel passionate about and really want to talk about. Um, I've just been watching, like, a British or like real estate show. Uh,
0: The super long uh, Japanese movie we went to? Yeah,
1: I mean, that was good. Drive My Car. Um, It was good.
0: I enjoyed it as well.
1: Yeah, it was, like... It was kind of like reading a Murakami novel i know is, i've read the short story that it's based on it was good um it's just nice to go out to Cinema Tech, actually
0: yeah it was nice to be out it's nice to be out anywhere
1: yeah um but uh haven't been
0: i enjoyed uh the plumber oh yeah. peter Weir's the plumber
1: yeah so we've watched a few things on like criterion just just keeping it very chill
0: yeah extremely chill mm-hmm I think that's how we want to keep it, yeah, I mean, as things will be possible. things
1: will be a little a little busier. I'm kind of looking forward to busier in the spring. I'm just looking forward to being able to get outside and walk around a little bit, maybe having a bit more energy for that kind of thing. um, but I'm sure we'll have more to update you about uh, next episode because it'll be warmer and more things to talk about on the next pod, yeah. But that's the update, slowly, slowly emerging from hibernation, shaking off the dust.
0: Slushling slowly into spring. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird because I guess like I'm more like that at home. But at work, I mean, it's report card season. It's remained busy. Um, so it's more just home life has been slow and slow and steady.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which I like and is good. It just means that uh, there's not a lot to talk about. Yeah. And I think it's good... Wh- when there's not a lot to talk about. <laughs> That's the ideal.
1: Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh,
0: what is it? Uh, boredom is severely underrated.
1: <laughs> well, it's um, often a creative, creative sparks come out of boredom. It's that time to sort of relax.
0: That was a joke, by the way. I don't mean that we've been bored.
1: No, but like- have not been bored. Absolutely not. I have lots of, like, sort of projects for the spring kind of lined up, like sewing projects. I, I did purchase a used serger, um, which will make, once I figure out how to use it and glue part of it back on, um... We'll make sewing projects a little quicker, I'm hoping. So um, that's another thing that I'll be kind of kicking up in the spring is um, making some summer sort of skirts um, and some other things. But yeah.
0: All righty. Shall I ask you another question?
1: No. (laughs) I think I'm
0: good. Okay. Okay, Jill. Thanks for crawling out of the cocoon to come talk to me. I'll be more
1: alive in the next one. (laughs) I'll be more alive in the next one.
0: (laughs) I just
1: happened to, um, I had an appointment today. So after it, I had a nap. I've got to go, uh, I've got to go back to the school and I've got to coach basketball this evening, which is why I'm so sluggish. I'm in the, I, yeah, I had a little power nap, so I have yet to, I'm a little more awake now, but I've got to go. You ready my, to coach some my girls duty. basketball? Well, luckily my you friend. Ready to whip them
0: into a killing frenzy?
1: No. Uh, <laughs> my friend who helps coach is more the person who knows how basketball works. Um, I just do the paperwork and uh
0: i imagine this isn't super competitive
1: no these are like the developmental team uh girls so there's kind of like three tiers and we're the third tier so this is just a chance for the kids to like get to play and get to try to like figure out like how to dribble and how to pass um and that sort of thing so yeah it's just like it's just giving it's like we don't do cuts at our school and that's kind of what it what it's all about is giving everyone a chance to experience playing on the court because it's a lot different right if you've never actually played in a game um that's really where your skills develop not just practice so that's good
0: are you saying practice isn't important
1: oh it's important for sure but like the girls i think like you get them to run drills and do all these things and you could tell them all these things you could tell them like oh if you dribble the ball up by your head somebody's gonna steal it and they're like okay whatever they keep dribbling it by their head um they learn it more when like another really fast girl comes and steals their ball and then they're like what what um and then they're like oh i actually have to do something different so it's a competitive um sort of urge helps actually like spur them to develop the skills if they just practiced and didn't play uh, they'd have no like i guess they'd really have not a lot of reason to want to get better right they they're like oh i want to i don't want to have that happen to me next time in the next game um so yeah it's good for them they haven't been able to really do it for the last year um so i think it's good that they're able to this year
0: all righty All right, we'll let you go.
1: Yeah, I do have to like.
0: Thanks for stopping by. I've got to buy
1: snacks for the children on my way back, so I do have to do a few things before I get back to the school. See, uh, see if my substitute survived. Sometimes they don't. My classes are mostly good, but this is the class I the the day of the cycle that I have a class my rowdiest uh, grade five class for art. Um, and so I hope that this sub doesn't leave me a note that's like, I'm never coming back. We'll see.
0: (laughs) Has that ever happened to you?
1: Um, yes. When I taught grade one, two, um, it hasn't happened to me at this school. Um, maybe my first year I had some characters, but my, another one of my friend had a sub do that to them this year. (laughs) I'm not coming back. (laughs) her class isn't even they're just chatty they're they're not even that bad they're fine (laughs) but kids are different when they have a sub rather than when you're there so (laughs) you we all know we all know universal yeah we all know what's up with that but all right well it's been good chatting
0: all right dear thanks for dropping by (laughs) have a good game enjoy the children
1: (laughs) yeah talk to you next time
0: talk to you next time
1: Bye.
0: bye bye
2: you cool. cool. All the changes that you put me through. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 16 candles, bell, my wall. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And hell of a of